With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah, monkey on the car. Monkey on the car. Oh. Fuck off. <laughs> Down at the end of a series of tubes, wading through waves of male genitalia, is a man. That man is working tirelessly to bring you this, the internet, with Scott the Pool Boy. Oh yeah. Hey guys. Hi. My name is Scott. Uh, I, have a, I have a podcast. I don't know if you heard of it before. It's called The Internet. Um... With, with me, Scott, uh, people call me Scott the Pool Boy, yeah, it's no big deal, it doesn't, doesn't happen very often, but I mean, now and then it happens, and it's happening right now, oh my god, episode 82, pretty sure this is episode 82, I hope this is a lovely little surprise for your Monday morning, episode 82. How are you, 82? Hey, guys. Guys, I finally fucking did it. I got off of my lazy caboose, and I did a show. I was down here. I was already... I, I recorded something else. Music, music-type things. And I was like, well, shit, man. I'm down here. Got nothing better to do. Uh, I, I know people are, are waiting, maybe. They might be, unless you, you know, unless you just gave up on the fact of, like, gave up that I would ever, you know, make it another episode. Because I'm really good at not doing it, killing it, doing great. I don't know if you could hear that. I left the TV on upstairs and there's a guy yelling <laughs> upstairs on the TV. But... Like I said, episode 82, pretty sure. I think this is 82. I'm sticking with it. This is episode 82. It has been a while. I'm sorry. I am so very sorry. But I'm doing it now. Do not give up on me. Don't stop believing. Um, There is an upside to me never ever recording shows. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Voicemails. Who dis? Uh, of the peg leg. So, uh, I haven't called in in a while, so this might be kind of lame, but I want to call in to make sure I keep my calling in muscles active. Uh, you made a joke kind of offhanded about the fact that you think you have the longest email address in the world, which is the internet with Scott the Pool Boy at gmail.com. I'm here to tell you that I once was responsible for an email address even longer. Uh, Back in the ancient days, I used to do a podcast with my now wife. The Little Donkey Show. Called The Little Donkey Show. And now, that show is not around anymore. Um, our email address used to be uh, the Little Donkey Show at 
IHumpMyPillow.com <laughs> because we got it email email address from our website called uh, I think it was T-shirt Hell. Doesn't matter. That email address doesn't work anymore. But I thought it, we thought it was kind of funny because you could choose your own uh, your own at, and that's one that we chose for some reason. So our old email address was the little donkey show at IHumpMyPillow.com, <laughs> which I think is longer than the internet with Scott the Pool Boy at gmail.com, although my math may be off, so who knows. Anyway, that's it. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, sir. You know, I'm I'm not sure which is longer. I'm not very good at math, and I'm lazy, but that is a fantastic email address. <laughs> I like it. I'm jealous. Aw, uh, yeah. All right. Now... It appears that someone uh, called several times. Not all in the same day. All right. Well, let's see what what this fella has to say. I'm pretty sure I know who this is. Hey, awesome. Oh, what is that? Hey, Scott. Austin. Hey, buddy. In Washington. Hi. AKA Awesome. You. Um, I had a pretty awesome day today. Oh, the road's really bumpy here. <clears throat> so I woke up this morning, delivered a baby horse, and then I went to school, and then I went and bought a new engine for my truck Man. for like half price, brand new engine, rebuilt. And then I bought a vibrator and some lube. <laughs> And now I'm driving home, and it's a beautiful day. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Man, I want to hang out with Austin. I, I'm going to have to move to Washington. He he lives a glorious life. Ooh, I got this voicemail on my birthday. Man, it's been so long since I recorded. I'm sorry, guys. buddy oh man austin is killing it uh looks like we got another one what you got austin two in a row it's gold i need to open this beer i need to find a thing hey scott it's austin in washington hi uh i just learned something very important so this morning i had to siphon gas out of the tractor to make it to school because i ran out of gas nice and uh So I tried brushing my teeth twice to get the taste of gas out of my mouth. That didn't work. So I ate an orange. Yes. That didn't work. My mouth still tasted like gas. But then I made a cup of black coffee and drank it. Now my mouth doesn't taste like gas. Nice. If you ever have to siphon gas out of a tractor, then you get a mouthful of gasoline. Just drink a cup of coffee. I might want to know that. 
Have a nice day. Love you. Bye. Nice. That is good to know, you know, as a day may come. My phone is making... I got a new phone, and I'm still learning how to use it. It makes all these weird-ass fucking sounds and mean shit. What does that even mean? You heard it, right? Okay. So, black coffee. That is, that is actually useful. That is good to know. Austin, three for three. There's a reason we call you awesome, sir. Now. What now, sir? What now? Hey, Scott. It's Austin. Hey, buddy. In Washington. Um, so, I bought five chickens a couple months ago. And you don't know what gender they are until they're older. Well, they're just now coming into adulthood. I was wondering, if I had a rooster, can I name him Scott? Yes. I promise I won't eat it. If they're whole roosters, I'm still going to keep one. And that one can be Scott. Right now, I call him the Jackson 5, but I don't know enough of the names of the members of the Jackson 5 to really carry that on. So I think I'm just going to name one of them Scott. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Bye. I like your thinking, sir. You have excellent taste in names. I don't know if you know this, but my name is Scott. And uh, I I was named after a chicken. Not a rooster. It's kind of funny. My mom had a chicken named Scott. She really liked, I guess. So... That's that's where my name comes from. My name is Scott. Next voicemail. I think I know who this is. Hey, Scott. It's Austin. Yeah, buddy. Just thought you might. I don't know if this is interesting or not. But I thought I'd call in and tell you how I found your puck. So, way back in the day, 2009, I learned what a podcast was. And uh, so I found like up and coming or new and hot section or whatever. And there's this really weird, turned out to be a really stupid podcast called Nice Man. And uh, all they did was basically talk about other podcasts. And so they always talked about mediocre show and Oh Yeah Dude. And uh, so I started listening to Oh Yeah Dude and I loved it so much. Still my number one podcast. Number two podcast. Sorry. Do I find me? And uh started listening to the Mediocre Show, too. And then I started hearing your name in the Mediocre Show a couple times. So, I'm like, oh, huh. And uh, then, I'm like, okay, his name's Scott the Fool. That's kind of a weird name. So then I started following Eric Sparrow on Instagram. And uh, one time I saw that somebody named Scott the Fool Boy liked one of his pictures. I'm like, huh. That's cool. Then I clicked on your Instagram, and oh shit, got a car accident. <laughs> like the one other car for miles around. <laughs> um, oh, so I was on your Instagram, and I saw put a picture of you in front of the microphone, and I prompted it. I'm like, "Yo, what's up with that?" And you're like, "Yo, it's podcast home." And then I started following your podcast. Long journey. This is kind of long, but. Sorry, I hope you still love me. Okay, ta-ta for now. That's fantastic. You know, I always kind of wonder how people find my show, because there's, like, 
people, most of the people that listen to my show, I do believe, are fans of Mediocre Show or obviously Oblivious or, you know, Geek Show. Like all part of the, the, the family, the group. You know what I mean? But there are random people, I think. I think there's a handful that, uh, found it by happenstance. And I'm really curious how that worked out. So, here we go. Just thought of this just now. If you don't know what the Mediocre Show is, or obviously Oblivious, or The Geek Show, or anything like that, if none of these shows sound familiar, first of all, listen to them. And second, call and tell me how you found this show, because I I would like to know. Okay? Call me, 303-351-1047. Tell me your story. I want to know I'm listening. Listening. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. More voicemails? Oh, <laughs> got a couple more. I'm going to make Awesome the unofficial uh, co-host of the show because he provides more content than I do. And I'm okay with that. Take it away, Awesome. Bum, 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 bum. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, Scott. It's Austin, Washington. Um, I just wanted to call in and talk about Memorial Day for a little bit. Uh, I think it's actually a pretty important holiday. Like most people just kind of shrug it off, but it's pretty important. Like, I'm not saying go out and take a veteran or anything like that, but I really hope on Memorial Day everybody just thinks about what they don't have to do because there's other guys and girls, but not so much, mainly guys, that, uh, you know, go out and do the shittiest job on earth so uh, other people don't have to. Like, it's really shitty being in the military. And, I mean, like, it's just hard, first off. And then second off, you know, when you get people like me, it's also hard because, like, you're not sure if it's the right thing, but it has to be done. And, like, we live in America, so it really has to be done. I don't know. I just hope everybody thinks about veterans and service, current service members and what they're doing. Okay. Have a nice day. Like I said, these voicemails are a little bit old. And I know he said not to, but thank you, Austin. Austin is a is a is a military fellow and he does things that uh I probably wouldn't have the balls to do. And I know there's lots of other people that do the same thing. So, you know, there's all the stuff about people uh like being negative about wars and all that and you know, if you remove all the political business and everything, there's still people out there trying to do a good thing. So, thanks. Now, this is a different voicemail from a different person. Who's this? I don't know. It's a local number. Hey, baby. I like to butter your bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <was> my girlfriend. <laughs> uh... 
All right. Well, here's another number. I don't know who this is. I believe it's a local. It looks pretty local. I hope it's not a crazy person. I mean, it could be a crazy person. I know some crazy people. Now nah, it'd be cool if it would fucking load. Come on, Google. Who is this? It's Scott. Scott the Pool Boy. Uh, it's been a long time, my friend. Anyways, this is calling you. This is to Ben. I just want to let you know that you're an inspiration to all of us and inspired me to try and do a podcast of my own. Holy it's been shit. mildly successful. Not quite as successful as yours, like with uh, people in New Zealand listening or anything like that. It's just mostly our friends and family, a group of three or four people, but we're trying. And the fact that you're up to 81 in climbing is pretty sweet. Um, I just want to say I miss you, kids. I miss you, and I miss Mr. Jonathan, and I miss the Bradley Bedford, Bradley Bradson, Branford Branson, dude. Did you know I played a gig with that dude? He's a pretty cool cat. Anyways, just want to say, what up? Thanks for that. Keep it real. And uh, if you uh, see uh, any of the guys on the Snapchat or whatever, and it looks kind of infected, that's me, bro. Be cool. <laughs> Holy shit. It's the Ben. I used to work with that guy. And apparently, as a podcast, Ben, Ben, get in touch with me, sir. We can promote each other. And also, I want to hear your show. Thank you for calling. Holy shit. That was cool. I'm all, I'm all flustered. I got the vipers. All right. Well, that concludes the voicemails. There's a bunch. See, like I said, there's an upside to never recording a show. If you're lazy like me, shows just happen. You just kind of have to come down and press play. <laughs> but that is not a very good, uh, what do you call it? Thingy. There's a better way to record a thingy, and it's actually fucking doing it so everyone that called thank you very very much feel free to do it any old time and if you haven't mustered the courage to call yet you totally can just do it it's 303-351-1047 that gets you in touch with the internet let's get the boy <laughs> oh man seriously though people call 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 i love to hear your voices and I want to hear what you have to say. Now, what do you say? Oh, holy shit. It's already been like 20 minutes? Okay. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to record a long show. Because I fucking love you guys. But, first, I'm going to play some music. Because I got a tinkle and I need another beer. Oh, yeah. Alright, so I am blatantly ripping off. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, for the most part when I play songs... I'm just kind of playing them. But this is from... All right, reset. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube is cool. YouTube and NPR. NPR has these things called Tiny Desk Concerts, and it's recorded at the NPR studio, office, something like that. But they get really cool bands to play in their little office. And so it's like a little intimate... It's just an intimate little experience. Hi, this is Scott the Pool Boy, and you're listening to NPR. This is Tweety. I hope you enjoy it. I know I will. 
Listening to the internet with Scott the Pool Boy. Oh man. <laughs> I just, uh, okay. So I was looking for a song to play, like, you know, background jams while I, like, oh, welcome back from the break. Welcome back. And, uh, in the process of doing that, I, I found a song. <laughs> uh, I didn't make it. And I might not say who it is. Just because I haven't asked if I can play it. So, later. <laughs> play something a little bit later. But until then, until then, what do you say we do a thing? Oh, yeah. And speaking of music, uh, you can still download or buy, or what? what am I talking about? You can buy my EP. From what I understand, there's like two left. So, Hot Vodka Records, Limited Run, Bent Not Broken. 
And if you put in the promotional code of PODCRAFT, not podcast, PODCRAFT, P-O-D-C-R-A-F-T, uh, you get a discount for being a listener. You know, like, you know how big shows have sponsors and they're like, for my listeners only, you get this discount. But, like, everybody has a discount code, so it's not really special. Well, this is because it's only for people that are listening to the show. If you listen to me, you get this sweet deal. So, PodCraft. And hurry up while supplies last. I'm going to start trying to record some more shit because uh, Jared said that uh, he would release another run of more songs whenever, you know, whenever I get around to recording shit. But when I do, there'll be new songs. And that one, this one, the first one, will be gone forever. You won't be able to get more unless, you know, I guess we make more. But that's not that's not part of the plan. So, you know, it'll be gone forever. So let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why is my... There it is. There it is. Hey, buddy. Oh, and you're listening to The Chronic. Listening to The Chronic. Oh, he's kidding me. Hello. How's it going? Skipped. So it's late on a Sunday. Hi, buddy. So we're getting a lot of, you know, little sleepy fellas laying in bed. Hi. Oh, that guy was wearing a Red Ranger shirt. Go, go, Power Rangers. Oh, dude naked in a bathroom. Oh, hey. So. Oh, hey. So. I got this new phone. Hey, buddy. My name is Kevin Miller, Miller, and it's your sex ed class. You're not my average teacher. What? You demonstrate and show to make sure I understand? So how are babies made, Kevin Miller? Oh, he skipped me. What a shitty teacher. And so I got this new phone. It's not a pile of shit. Uh, my old phone, I couldn't do anything without it dying. This one... Uh, lasts a little bit longer. From what I understand, this is a thing that children are... Oh, man! Spooky people! Hello! Hey! Hi! Can we come in? Absolutely! Absolutely! This guy's cool. He looks cool. Yeah, I mean, everyone else is just like... I'm super cool. I'm super cool. What do you mean? What's up with the mic? Are you recording a video? I'm actually making a podcast. Isn't that sweet? Oh. Do you guys know what a podcast cool. is? Yes, I do. What? what? That's cool. Have you ever been on one before? I lost a broken podcast, actually. Well, you should listen to my show. You know, add it to your Trust favorites. Me, I will. What's it called? It's called The Internet, it's called the Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. Okay, I'll look it up. I promise you. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. It's it's in maybe all the great places, places. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all that shit. All that shit. It's pretty cool. It is super cool. Super cool. But we're doing this, and with my buddy here, I'm a voice actor. Nice. 
Do you do voices or you just have dulcet tones? No, I do voices. I do voices. Oh, what's a voice? Oh, I want to hear one. I can do an I can do an Asian man. It's a bit racist, but I like to do it anyways. I wait for my friends to them I become Jackie Chan and chop them into bits. What the? I like it. I like it. That's pretty good. It's better than my Asian man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Oh no, it doesn't exist. That's why it's better. Oh, it's better. Yeah. Hey, practice makes perfect. It's true. True. I like discipline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, I'm gonna go and keep seeing if I get good reactions, cuz. Sweet. Everyone well, just skips us. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for talking to me. Oh, yeah. Bye, man. Bye. See you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. All right. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Got this sweet new phone. Uh, it can do stuff without dying. So, I'm gonna do this thing. I understand that the kids are. It's popular with the kids. It's Periscope. Let's periscope some stuff. Let's see if it works. Recording. Podcast. Ooh. Let's put it out on the Twitters. Start broadcast. Oh. Oh. Wonder if anybody's gonna watch. How do I turn this? <laughs> it's hard. Oh man. Are, are there actually people here? I hope I don't get in trouble. I'm pretty sure there's not supposed to be nudity on it. Hello! Hey there, random stranger. Hi. Oh, they skipped me. I gotta be careful. I don't want wieners on this thing. Hey, buddy. Oh, man, you sound crazy. Hello, Canada. Someone on this Periscope thing is talking to me from Canada. Saskatoon! Do I like Piff? I don't know what Piff is. Oh man, Toronto! This periscope thing's working all right. That's pretty sweet. There's so many people on the podcast. What about this guy? Hey, buddy, you're on my show. How do you feel? Does that make you feel good? It's called the Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. You don't know? Set the Pool Boy? No, Scott. Set the Pool Boy is a chump. I'm Scott the Pool Boy. Yeah, Google will teach you, sir. Fucking Seth. Classic Seth. Do you ever listen to podcasts or anything? No? Well, my friend, you need to listen to my show. So do you some good. The theme, this is it. What's happening right now is exactly that. What's the quote? Uh, I often tell people to stay black. <laughs> you don't want to listen to a show that will have you? You're a guest. You didn't even, you know, you didn't even mean to, and you're already doing great. No, you don't get paid at all. I don't even get paid. It's cool. It's all a labor of love. Well, I get to. I, I love coming onto this website and uh, seeing a lot of naked dudes before I actually get to talk to a person. You know, you know what they say: if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> I didn't have to learn to love the naked dudes. It's just, it just fell right. 
take life for its ups and downs. Up the penis and down the penis. It's true. I don't know how the dudes do it so long. I'll be on here and see a guy just going to town, uh, doing terrible things to himself. And then I'll be on here for like an hour and a half, and I'll see that dude a few times, still just going to town. At a certain point, you know, something's got to get raw, start getting bored. Do you want them to quit, though? Like, is that the goal? Do you want them to stop masturbating? <laughs> you don't want them to be quitters. You want them to persevere and achieve their goals. I don't want... complex and nuanced. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Feeling of masturbation? Yeah. If I could, <laughs> I would not do anything else. I mean, they're good Shame at it. That afterwards. <laughs> it's a labor of love, like you said. Yeah. It's like triple bond right there. It's like three jokes stacked. That's that's beautiful. Use it, that. it all came together. <laughs> you have a new name for your podcast. It's labor of love, and instead of actually talking, you just <laughs> masturbate and record the audio noises. It's a labor of and love. Let's got the pool boy. <laughs> I got porn right there. It's perfect. We it's did it. Like pool-related, like porno humor. There like we I've go. I've heard your pipes are clogged, and I will unclog them with my <laughs> staff. <laughs> staff is the wrong word. With my with my pipe snake. <laughs> perfect. We did it. Get that tattooed on it. <laughs> so, what brings you to such a terrible website tonight? Insecurity. I oh. wanted to know that by being adequate to be masturbated to, I'm a valuable member of society. <laughs> when you when you go to work on Monday, you got a little little more confidence. You're like, some guy masturbated Slap looking at me. Through the office. Yeah. Like, man, you must <laughs> have had a good not. weekend. You're like, I did. <laughs> I had a really good weekend. What'd you do? I just kind of messed around on the computer for a while. Numbers were high for like at least six. Didn't immediately move on. Yeah, they and paused for a second. They looked. Yeah. They took it all in. They considered it. That's then, all I can ask for. Then they skipped me. You know, give them a fair shot. <laughs> you know, I can't blame them. I can't say I've ever masturbated in front of the mirror. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I would like that picture, but I can't. Maybe I should. Different strokes for different folks. Oh, you just been sitting on that joke? Different strokes. Ugh. I've been waiting. I was just waiting for the right moment. Pretty similar strokes most of the time. Yeah. It's just the old classic one, too. Yeah, it's, it's repetitive okay. strokes for different folks. <laughs> How come no one's like trying to revolutionize the masturbation game? Like, you have the uh, fleshlight. But like other than the one-handed technique, you don't get like upside down or like two on one or like tickle or anything like that. Yeah, like I mean stagnating for too long. I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. That's the uh, old market that I'm gonna bust into. There you go. And bust into sounds like I'm asking for it, but <laughs> bust into and shake up. There you go. If you start a Kickstarter, I will back it. Some some new make my attention grabbing title for my Kickstarter. Some new tool. You, you could oh. be a new tool for tools. <laughs> a tool for tools, tools. There you go. It practically it's writes itself. 
Wouldn't that be a tool if you masturbate on a mangle? It'd be like, like walking into like a. I don't really know. It'd be like. And then being like, why are there all these gay men here? It's like you go into a mangle and you're like, I'll accept my losses. Very minimal chance I'll see a naked woman. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm approaching this with the understanding. It's like it's like walking past or walking through the alley next to a gay bar after last call. Like you're like gotta cut through. Um, like I know this is probably not the, the best idea. <laughs> the bar is closed, like, everybody's drunk and horny and they have nowhere to go. <laughs> that like a situation like you like trip and fall and all of a sudden they're just, you know, handling them two dicks. You're like, like Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Why did I take this alleyway? Yeah, what did, did I just I step in? <laughs> this was a mistake. That's never... Oh. Who did I just step in? Or whose kids did I just step in? Who throws gum <laughs> on the ground? Oh, no! <laughs> they got a mayonnaise convention earlier. And why is it so watery? <laughs> You're dehydrated. You guys need to drink more water. It shouldn't look like that. <laughs> These samples for later. I'm a doctor, not actually, but you know, I'm just a. <laughs> it's, I'm an amateur semen anal analogist. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I analogy. have a lab coat. One of those little like public masturbators, shiny mirror forehead things. I think you might be thinking of unicorns. Oh, that's know. right, Doctor Unicorn. Unicorns. Tomorrow, unicorn doctor. That needs to be a TV Dr. show. That's like that sounds like an Adult Swim TV show. Doctor Unicorn. Unicorn Doctor. Yeah. I feel like a good Monty Python sketch would be like Unicorn Doctor, where like he likes like really draws out the pre-surgery part, and then every time he tries to like do surgery, he either just like kills them with his hooves or stabs them when he like looks down. But like you're like getting annoyed. You're like, okay, like I understand. <laughs> like explicitly what surgery you're doing exactly how you're gonna do it let's get to the surgery then it just gets to the surgery and he just kills the person he's a unicorn <laughs> that that seems it's because he can't hold the scalpel because he just has hooves so he yeah. just he always tries to like prolong it because he doesn't want to do it because he can't <laughs> <laughs> he's just really nervous yeah and he's, he's like, like this isn't gonna go well like doctor you can do this he's like all right scalpel and then it just sounds like metal clanging off of his hooves and he's like fuck <laughs> and i kind of stole this from bojack horseman but the name of it would be horseman <laughs> there you go see that could These be million ideas. that could be like the new netflix show it's like from the creators of bojack horseman comes dr unicorn <laughs> Are they just like two minute sketches? Yeah. What's severely underwhelming? Or maybe it's like a yeah. show, it's like Bojack Horseman's favorite show, aside from the show that he was on. It's like his second favorite show. show with Dr. Unicorn. Show. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Unicorn is Bojack Horseman's favorite show. It's his <laughs> spin off series. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the show that he's he's trying to get like a part in and he finally gets a part in the show and he's Doctor Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a the worst doctor. Just it's so a happy. hospital drama, <laughs> and it always ends like... with him killing his patients. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that doesn't work, then 
we could like sell this as an idea to medical students to make it more enjoyable to study. It's there just like a failed doctor unicorn teaching them like the process. And then they're like, I'll listen because I want the punchline, but I am learning. There you go. Dr. Unicorn knows. He knows what he needs to do, but he just can't because he doesn't have fingers. So he'll teach you yeah, everything. It's like, but it's like a really scary like warning thing like at the end. It's just like, and don't do this or you'll kill people. Yeah. And then we get better doctors. And then I'm a good person because I've made this in my mind. I'm already getting the confidence from achieving this, even though I've done none of the steps. To See, do. now you're going to have even more of a swagger when you walk through the office. Not only because a guy okay. masturbated to you, but because we just came up with this awesome idea. That is, I feel like there's a German word for it, where like you, you get all of the emotions associated with doing something, but you only like take the steps to think about it. <laughs> like the Germany, German will be the language to have a word for that. There was a. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Zay Frank? No. What is he? He he used to. It was like uh, back in like 2006 or something. He used to make a bunch of videos all the time. It was like a vlog or whatever, and it was, it was funny, but also sometimes inspirational. And he, what he called that was brain crack. You always have great ideas, and you hold on to them. You hold on to this great idea, and you always tell people about how you could do this and you could do that, and it's awesome, and that's your brain crack. You never actually do it, but it makes you feel really good when you talk about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I uh, I like to listen to like comedians talk and like their podcasts and opinions and different stuff. And so one of the big things they say, though, is, like, if you get a joke or even a good idea, you need to, like, write it down in as explicit of detail as possible. Because you're going to, like, either go back and want to remember it or, like, you know, you're going to forget about it. But those good ideas do hold value either because you're going to act on them or because, you know, you can go back and then think about it a bit more. Absolutely. I agree. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I record music and stuff and i don't know how many times i've thought of ideas for stuff i'm like oh yeah i'll think of that i'll remember it there's no way i can forget this awesome idea and then like 20 minutes later it's gone (laughs) and it drives (laughs) you crazy yeah you have to write it down and record it the whole issue with that though is like in my mind i've like almost distinctly remember the melody but just mentally, I'm just adding in, like, drums and bass. Yeah. Like, so I'll be like, oh, this is a great melody. And then I'll listen to it the next day, and I'll be like, I have no idea what drums to put with this. <laughs> yeah. Or what bass association. You start losing it's little details. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the yeah. same way. If you don't if you do not do something yeah. about it right away, it just it loses all it's the gone. magic. <laughs> it's, it's true. Where, where, where is this uh, filmed out of? Uh, I live in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. And smoking the pots tonight? No, I'm not. I've been drinking. I don't actually smoke a whole lot of marijuana. I just live in a place where everybody else does. <laughs> you get like counter, like like get like shamed for not smoking, like the alternative of like Kansas or something. Not or not shamed really shamed, but a lot of people are surprised. I think, I mean, people already assume that I smoke weed just, like, looking at me. <laughs> and then especially now, people are really surprised. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really smoke anymore. Like, what? Yeah. But, eh. 
I'm more yeah. into meth. That's that they need to legalize meth. <laughs> Second guess, to be honest. <laughs> it's either weed or meth. I was on the fence. <laughs> it's so slimming, and like I had too many teeth already. Yeah, and, and you can get meth was the answer. You can get so much done. <laughs> so much. It's crazy. At least you know if you don't get a lot done, you feel like you're getting a lot done. Yeah, you have the energy. You feel really good about yourself. Until you wake up, like, a week later, and you don't feel so good. But then that just means you're not smoking enough meth. That's all it is. Yeah. That's the issue in most situations. That's like, honestly, in most situations, the problem is just not enough meth. Yeah. Meth fixes most things. Like, <laughs> like fuck, I, I don't know how to come up with my child support payments. I have this court date. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, smoke some meth. You'll figure it all out. You'll be like, I got it. Okay. I'm going to pull up all the carpet in my house. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it right now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, but someone somewhere needs carpet. I'm going to sell this carpet. I'm gonna, it's really nice carpet, too. Like, I vacuum it sometimes. So, surely I can make enough money to take care of that child support payment. And then they'll see me when I come to court. They'll see how good I'm doing, and they'll just let me go. Problem solved. Thank so you, like, meth. It's about the attempt rather than the like end result, right? Yeah, they'll see how hard I'm trying. It doesn't really matter what I actually achieved, but my heart's in it. My meth-filled heart is in it, and they'll they'll. Uh, like I think, I think you you'd need to like worry because you know judges are probably pretty self-impressed and they like to feel smart. Yeah. So like you wouldn't want to feel you want wouldn't want to make them feel like you're talking down to them. So you wouldn't even want to explain it to them. You just want to walk straight up to your child support judge and just smoke meth, and he'd get it. He'd like, just understand the rest. Like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> like, enough said. Just pull out your really dingy, weird-looking meth pipe. Not sure how you got it into the courtroom. Watch your shaky hand come up as you light it, and he'll just be like, case dismissed. And then you fist bump, you moonwalk out of the courtroom, done. Everybody throws meth at you as yeah. a reward. It's like confetti. If anyone deserves it, it's this guy. Yeah, you just, it's a slow spin with your arms out and your head back. You moonwalk away. Yeah. Disco ball lowers, starts <laughs> shining the light on you. And then you hear Journey, Don't Stop Believing. This is this is just a TV show right now. Yeah, possibly a very depressing one. This this will be this will be a story within the story of uh, Doctor Unicorn. <laughs> so it's like kind of a flashback of someone on the operating table <laughs> within Doctor within Bojack Horseman within our world. There we go. And someone watching our world. So it's someone watching this interaction, but like each time it gradually gets more cartoony. There you go. And then once you like break through the barrier, it's real life. It's perfect. That made no sense, but it sounded good to me. I so I, I totally talking. understand it. It's gonna be great. We're <laughs> on to something, sir. Then we can monetize this. <laughs> Man, I might have to not release this recording because someone might steal this idea. <laughs> Valuable. This it's too true. good. This Copyright. Copyright. What's your name? Sam. Sam. I Scott. mean, no, that's not my, I shouldn't have given you my real name. My <laughs> name's Barney. There that's we go. not a book that's beside me. It's Barney. 
Barney. It's the Barney and Scott Productions, copyright 2006. There we go. We kind of need that, though, because, like, Scott's a pretty regular name. Barney's pretty out there. And, like, I won't really actually contribute anything. I'll just be, like, the wacky co-host. And yeah. he just has, like, a... I just have a catchphrase. It'll just be, like, Scott and Barney. And then you'll say, like, hi, I'm Scott. And I'll be, like... You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> it's perfect. Man, we are on to something. Yeah. I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Sitting around on the internet, sitting around on the internet wouldn't be wouldn't take me anywhere. But I I told her that she was probably right, but she wasn't right. So I win in the end. Yeah, that was always the goal. There you go. Like mom, listen to this. Read into that too much. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, you remember how I always tell you you're wrong? Well, listen to this. Listen to me advocate for Matthew usage. Yeah, I think you'll realize where you. Or you, the error in your ways. Meth makes me more creative. You don't understand. <laughs> it's my art, Mom. Meth is my art. I don't do it because I need it. I do it because I want it. I need it because I do it. Which might be saying the same thing, but... No. I no. switched the words around, so I'm more clever. <laughs> How'd you get into doing podcasts? What's that? How'd you get into doing podcasts? Well... I've been a listener of podcasts for forever, and uh, I've always liked the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so I figured this was a, a a good good way to do both, because I could listen to podcasts, and then I could just listen to mine. <laughs> so I get to hear myself speak. It's actually fun. It's pretty fun. I'm incredibly lazy, though, so it's a bit of work to get down here just to hit record. But once I do... Yeah. I'm happy I did. <laughs> Momentum's hard to get, but once you're started, yeah, you keep rolling. It's true. Have you, I... heard, have you heard about that uh, psychological study, essentially, where people, their brains react positively and release chemicals when they start to talk about themselves, and then when they start to talk about themselves, when they're aware it's an audience, they get an even more positive release from their brain. What? So, like, talking about yourself, is, or thinking about yourself, I think, is enjoyable, and then doing it with an audience is like even more so. I could see. And I think that. the comparison was made to cocaine. That makes but, sense. Uh, I'm not gonna... <laughs> I yeah, could see that. That nice. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I found it pretty interesting, but because uh... it's like I I've always uh, like played music and stuff, and I really like being a jackass in front of a a crowd. <laughs> I'm really yeah. good at it, so. Uh... It'd be like talking to an empty room. I'd probably stop talking at a certain yeah. point, but if there's a lot of people listening to what I had to say, I probably wouldn't shut the fuck up. So, it makes sense. What instrument did you play? Um, I play a few. For a while, I played bass in a band, and then guitar in a band, and now... Bass I'd... wasn't glamorous enough? Well, I always... I liked bass, but... uh. Once I was not in a band, it was kind of hard to write your own music with just a bass guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> so now I have a whole pile of different instruments because uh, I I just record my own music. I don't really play in a band anymore. So it's pretty what fun. What's that? Genre. Uh, it's like uh, like folky solo kind of stuff. 
It's weird. Where would I find? Where would I been under? Uh, I have some music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. It's uh, called Bent Not Broken. Okay, cool. I was actually I'll talking about it earlier in the show. I just released an EP not too long ago on uh, okay. Hot Vodka Records. He's been releasing music on cassettes. You can buy like a tape, and then the tape comes with a digital download, and all the tapes are hand-painted, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, like the vinyl, the like whole argument for vinyl because it uh, loses less information. Oh yeah, Makes one day be the same basic principle. One day I dream to release something on vinyl. That'd be awesome. Uh, right now it's cassettes, but yeah, he like his idea for doing that is that uh, like people that like vinyl and that kind of stuff have like that collector mentality. Like they like to have like have it and collect different like limited weird obscure things from different artists and stuff like that so he's like well you can release your eps on tape and the people that want to like collect stuff will buy it and then have like their own little collection of your music rather than just download a bunch of shit and have it on like your phone or something but i mean you can still have it on your phone but you also have like the cool physical copy that is hard to find and not many people have and stuff like that so Enjoyment that comes with like having a kind of you know tangible collection. Like you look at books on the wall and you say like, "That's my library." You look at your iTunes library and you just kind of go, "Yeah, I'm staring at my computer right now. There's no kind of physical essence." Yeah, that was I was talking to my girlfriend about that not too long ago. Like I have my records and like, for the most part, every record I have, I didn't just like order off the internet. Like. I found at a thrift store, I went digging at a record shop, or it was a gift from like somebody like my brother or my friend or something. Like Each record has a story of how I got it. It wasn't just like, I went to iTunes and I downloaded it. Like I found it. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It kind of like, you know, like I have a lot of music. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, no. I was just going to say each one, each one has its own story and it's all like means something. Yeah, I, I can see where that's coming from because, like, there have been times where I've heard a song and I haven't necessarily loved it. But, like, let's, I'm not going to say how I get it, but let's say I don't necessarily pay for it. Yeah. But I find <laughs> a way to get into my iTunes. Yeah. I'm a lot more willing to just kind of toss it on there and have that song. And it kind of almost, like, I wouldn't say devalues. I don't enjoy music less. But my, my library is no longer, like, this, you know, perfectly cultivated... And I know every song and every song off by heart. And I try not to get songs if I don't enjoy them. There yeah. are, I will pass over songs. But if I'm on the fence, I'm more likely to lean towards just kind of getting the song, just kind of hoarding music. Yeah. It's not quite the same process as like being like, okay, I have to find a vinyl. I have to find a producer, find someone who can send it to me, somebody who makes vinyls. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's that's more process based, I guess. I, I definitely agree. Because that's like every record that I have, like, it's. Since you have to, like, you have to go and get it, and you have to, like, look for it, and then depending on, like, how much money you have to spend or whatever, like, you, you're you going to not just buy, like, random shit just because it's there. Like, you're going to think about it. You're going to decide, like, if this is an album that you like and stuff like that. So, like, generally, the music you bring home, it's anything out of your collection is something you're going to enjoy, and it 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 means something like even if 
I don't know, like I have records that aren't even like they're not my favorite necessarily like if it came on on my phone if I was just listening to music I'd probably skip it or whatever but if I was going to put it on it's like well because I'd probably like tell somebody about like I got this record on my 16th birthday from my brother and or something like that like there's there's something to it there's more to it and also just like I was like the physical like you put it on you actually have to like put it on you don't just hit play like you pull it out and if you you like clean the vinyl and put the needle on the record and like there's a whole process to just listening to a record that it's more like intimate or personal like i don't know i just like vinyl <laughs> i like all that shit yeah, I, can, I can see where that's coming from the only the only thing i would say against that though is like kind of like the freedom i have in terms of you know doing that stuff kind of makes me more willing to explore you know, because if I had to buy a CD for every artist I consider checking out, then it would make me less likely to take risks. But if I just, you know, I'm just like, you know, today I'll just listen to this with how easily accessible it is. It makes me so much more free to like kind of explore new music. Oh, and yeah. Get into stuff that I probably wouldn't risk. Absolutely. Well, that's why it's great now is because you could find an artist because that's what happens a lot is like I'll listen to more obscure music like on the computer or like list like see like new bands or listen to different bands that i don't know and like i like older music so if i'm digging for music and i just happen to find a record of somebody that like i happen to hear online and i find that record i'm like holy shit like this is awesome and then i find it and then now i have it on vinyl and it's really exciting kind of thing so it's especially now is you can find a lot more music a lot easier than you could before, like internet or whatever, because you would kind of be stuck in your own bubble if you didn't want to adventure, like try new stuff because you'd have to buy like a fifteen twenty dollar record that you might hate. <laughs> so it's true. It's a lot easier to go out of your comfort zone and find new music that's cool with the internet. And then if you do like to collect music, you can still do that once you discover something you really love. This is kind of like, you know, use the internet for the vast amount of stuff that's on there. Yeah. It, but it's then if, a... I, if I want to kind of curate it, I go to the record store. Or yeah. I get it on my record collection. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... The internet is a wonderful tool for discovering music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh... You know, it makes me kind of wonder, like, you might be a bit older, I'm assuming you are, but, uh, like, the way it influences the way I kind of build my views. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's, like, common for any kid to kind of rebel against their parents' views, but I'm no longer just looking at it, the dynamic of, you know, my parents' views, the opposite, and then the few people I associate with views. It's now like my parents use the opposite, uh, a few people I associate with views, and then the like variety of uh, places that different people's views fall on, on you know, the scale of extreme to extreme on the other end. And it kind of made me like, kind of almost dulled all my views to the point that it made it less black and white than I think if I hadn't had exposure to the other one. Because you realize there's so much, there are degrees to it all. Well, that's, I mean, that that could 
like go that that's can work in so many different things like i mean <laughs> if you want to get really deep like with like racism and like homophobia and like all that stuff like pretty much humans are scared of things that they don't understand and with the internet like if you don't understand how something works you can just fucking read about it and then you can get it and now like there's so many different people all over the place that can help you learn about different things like there's someone somewhere with every different category that is like an expert like if you don't know how to cook a certain kind of food and you think it's fucking weird like i'll be like well no it's actually really good if you do it like this it's fucking delicious <laughs> and like it just works with everything yeah like you can yeah. like i feel like as everything goes on and on and on like people will be so much more accepting of things just because of us being able to learn about stuff yeah i think that's the goal but at the same time you know so much you know confirmation biases i, I don't like i can't claim to have a professional understanding of it but it's what i understand essentially that you kind of live your life looking for information that coincides with your views and disregarding information that does it a lot easier yeah so i think that you know the fact that the information is there as a possibility i don't think most people go out to actively try and change their views so you know the change is a lot more subtle it's a lot more like you know maybe they interact with someone who's going to try and change their views or it's going to gradually seep through society and culture but i don't know how many racists uh spend time googling <laughs> why should we live in an equal society well yeah no that i definitely agree that like generally it's it's like it's the same thing like the whole misery loves company kind of thing like if i'm pissed off i want to hang out with somebody else that's pissed off about the same shit but like i feel like that kind of like ignorance and like anger about stuff that is unreasonable will it it has to shrink like it's just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller cuz more and more people are going to just through interaction and learning will realize that like there's there's some people that are just set in their ways that just hate <laughs> those people probably are not going to change their mind if they read like an article on some website but there are definitely people that are kind of on the fence and there's some people that like maybe they were born around people that are like that but they also have friends outside of that group that are not assholes <laughs> so like that it just through like just it's just a matter of time before all that stuff slowly goes away yeah. it's it's true but i think that we might be looking at it at like issues that we we're also white guys, so we don't really understand racism like someone else might. Absolutely. I, I think that you know there always is going to be something that's hated, and it might change what it is, and it might get a bit more out there, and it might get a bit more kind of influenced by the internet. But I think it's just like you know human condition to kind of be. Oh, selfish yeah. and kind of looking for something that isn't there so like we might you know, eventually get beyond racism and sexism and the isms we understand yeah and that stuff but it's like 
it's all about the context it's set in, right? So yeah. I'm sorry to take this conversation in this weird direction. Oh no, that's all right. That's why this is fun. <laughs> come on here and like that's that's what this show is. Just I want to come on here and just talk to people. So we started talking about Doctor Unicorn. Talk? Now we're talking about real shit. It's great. Who have you talked to so far tonight, or is this uh, early on in the show? Uh, I talked to a couple people, but it was just little short things. I think I talked to you for probably like 40 minutes now. <laughs> it's been it's a little been while. 40 minutes? Something like that. Yes. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even realize. Yeah, it's been a little while. But. Cool. Yeah, I didn't no, even it's realize that was 40 minutes. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get some track of that. Yeah, it's some. It, it's getting up there. We've been talking for a little bit now, but no, I think that's, I agree what you're saying though, is like, there's always going to be, it's like, I think it's normal, like natural for people to want to like hate something. <laughs> like you can accept a lot of stuff, but at a certain point there's something everybody dislikes and yeah. there's some things that are bigger and smaller, but there's always going to be some sort of hate. I think the way to look at it is to, uh, you know, yet again, I'm sure there's somebody who's way better educated on this who has a way more nuanced view than me, but, like, what came first, the hatred or the racism? And it's like, <laughs> do we hate because we're inherently racist, or are we racist because we hate? Well, and I think it's it's like that. It's it's just like, uh, like, if you're ever around a kid and you introduce a new thing to a kid, like the generally the first reaction is fear because they don't know what it is they don't know how to interact with the thing they don't know if it's going to hurt them because they like one of the first things like you experience as a person is like extremes like like pain or something like you don't want to get hurt so if you don't know what this thing is the safest reaction is to treat it like it's a threat so i mean any new thing you're probably gonna be unsure about you're not just gonna be like oh i want to give it a hug <laughs> like you're gonna be like fuck that thing i don't know what that thing's gonna do it might try and it might bite me or something i don't know so i kind of read a good like biological argument for this is essentially that the kids are you know creatures and they're humans that walked around and were like, you know, lion or weird mushroom. I'm going to, you know, approach it, interact with it, eat it, hug it. Probably weren't the ones who survived. Yeah. So it's almost, you know, bred into us and it's uh, in our DNA to be maybe a bit cautious about new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you understand what it is, you're like, oh, don't worry about that thing. Like, that's fine. But until you know that it's not going to kill you, you have to treat it like it could kill you. So. I could see, like, it's it's a natural reaction to fear everything. Yes, that's what the racism comes down to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's, I mean, I, I, I could understand, like, because that's like, I don't know, like, with Native Americans and, like, Christopher Columbus and all that shit, like, I'm sure, like, they're, like, savages, but, like, yeah, the savages <laughs> were trying to not yeah. die. Like, they don't know who the fuck you are. You're a threat. Like, yeah. it's like I don't know. You know, I I 
don't know how early on the I'm not American, but I don't know how early on the list America was to abolish slavery. And I'm not like a huge pro America fan or anything. I think it's complex, but you know, I think it's a big deal that it's considered like a mark of shame that America had slavery and like Christopher Columbus people start that like dialogue and be like, you know, maybe he did some bad things because like it's progressive right there. So like, you know, it seems like people are like shitting on America for having triangle trade and everything like that. But it's, you know, the fact that that can be looked at shamefully, I think is a good sign for this point in our society today. Christopher Columbus, like you said, kind of had a negative interaction with the Native Americans. That's yeah. Like, that's always a positive thing because we can be, we can approach it from that standpoint rather than just being like, that's still the way it is. Yeah. We have that perspective. It's, it's good that you can look back and be like, yeah, we fucked up. Like maybe we yeah. could have handled that better. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like it sucks that it happened, but we can learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Rather than, you know, we, we don't make any mistakes. We're, we're perfect. Yeah. And be like, what, what's healthier? What? You don't want slaves? Like, I hate cutting my grass. <laughs> I'm going to get somebody else to do it, and I'm not going to pay them. It only makes sense, right? Yeah. The, What's wrong with you? Don't want slaves. You're a traitor. <laughs> yeah, well, sir, this was fucking fantastic. I'm really glad I, I ran into you on this website. Thanks, man. It was I, nice talking to you. Yeah, I've been going for a while. I'm going to have to wrap it up. Thanks for having me, and uh, it's nice to talk to you. I'll check out your podcast, and uh, maybe I'll see myself at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, you can call in any old time. I got a voicemail line. We can be buddies. All right, that sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank you. Bye. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Holy shit, that was great. That was wonderful. OMG. Oh. Oh. Oh my god, this bitch. Me? Oh, this girl, that she's like a... I am not a bitch. Alright, alright, alright. What a... That... <laughs> that is great! I like that man. He was a good, good fella. That was fucking wonderful. Oh man, I forgot I was gonna play this song. Okay, so this song... <laughs> I'm playing without express permission. Uh, from the artist, I hope he forgives me, because I forgot I had this song, uh, in my library. It's called The Eulogy of Simonin, Sim, Sim, Simonin, The Eulogy of Simonin the Fish. Once there was a boy named Frank, who had a best friend named Simonin. You see, their friendship was like no other. Any time they spent apart, they longed to be by each other's side. They would laugh together. They would cry together. Hell, they even got high together. They never criticized or doubted each other. And their bond transcended all boundaries like life choices, upbringing, surroundings, and even species. Because you see, Simonim was a fish. One, two, one, two, three, four.
Lennon would be swimming Around in a six-inch tank Staring at his good old buddy Right at his beloved Frank Frank would be smoking He'd be blazing in his room Watching his little fishy Seminems start to bloom But then one day Little Seminem went away He'd be swimming with the fishes But now He's stuck in a fucking dream Stuck in a fucking dream Zelda to Frank's link Out of all the tools in the house He couldn't find a single wrench But leaving a fish in the drain Would cause an awful stench You know it's sad It's so sad to say You know we'll all be missing Cause now He's stuck in a fucking dream He's stuck in a fucking dream It's a story for all mankind As great as it is love kills So be careful and be your best friend has gills As they both said their goodbyes They were super sad to part Even though he was a beta fish He was an alpha dog at heart But then one day Little Simonim went away He'd be swimming with the fishes But now He's stuck in a fucking dream He's stuck in a fucking dream He's stuck in a fucking dream He's stuck in a fucking dream
<laughs> I fucking love that song, man. Aw, uh, yeah. Alright, well, friends, this is the end of episode 82, I think, of the internet with Scott the Pool Boy. I'm pretty sure this is episode 82. If it's not, uh, disregard and put in the right number. I'm glad I finally recorded a show. It was a good one. It was a long one. We had some deep conversations about Dr. Unicorns. If you want to get in touch with me, you can call me 303-351-1047 or email me at the internet with Scott the Pool Boy at gmail.com. And you should stay pretty black. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.